0: Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, March the 9th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachapoli. All right, we are marching through the week. We are marching through the week. And here we are on Thursday night. How is everyone doing here in San Francisco? It's a, uh, a really rainy, chilly night it's rainy and chilly, rainy and chilly. Maybe I'll start doing weather forecasts. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe that'll be my new gig. It's 54 degrees and raining in San Francisco at 11.01 p.m. My goodness. I, I you know, I remember listening when I was in radio. We'd listen to the, you know, uh, the news stations. Since I've worked at a news talk station, WABC, we would listen to the some of the news stations that were our competitors. And these news stations – would often do really well in the ratings. And they were simply just news repeated every ten minutes, right? Every 15 minutes. The same stories over and over again. And every time you turned it on, it was and the time and the temperature is, and the time and the temperature you're thinking, oh my Lord, how did these how did these stations do so well? But they did. They absolutely did. Because people would tune in for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, turn it off. Then a new set of people would tune in, another 10, 15 minutes, turn it off, so on and so forth. And they would get these constant people listening, repeating the same stories over and over and over again. But, but, but you knew that if you needed to know the day's news, you would simply put them on. And I guess what was, what was that 10, 10 wins, give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world was their slogan. So in 22 minutes, you would hear all of the stories. Hear everything that was going on, including the weather, sports, everything. So that was a great model, uh, for that, you know, and <clears throat> I know those stations did very well, but all I can remember is the constant time checks and weather checks. It's 42 degrees at 11. It, it would say going up to going up to 58 in midtown Manhattan, going down to 42 in midtown Manhattan. It's, it's constant. I'm like, Oh my God. I could never imagine doing that job for a living. It would just drive me insane repeating the same things over and over again. Um, But anyway, yes, it's a cold, rainy night in San Francisco. This has been very common here. This has been the coldest, rainiest winter. This would have freaked Mark Twain out because he thought the coldest winter was the summer here. But no, this is absolutely the coldest winter, winter ever here. I mean, it is just freezing cold all winter long. Very few breaks, very few sunny days, rainy, overcast, windy is all get out. Very, very very tough. Very tough, very tough. I mean not as tough if you live like in the upper midwest. I understand that. But for for San Francisco purposes, it's for $5,000 a month rent a month purposes, it sucks. All right? Along with everything else, you don't get your money's worth here in San Francisco anymore. Along with everything else, you get nothing. You, you get got a stick here now. You get no nightlife, you get high crime, you get no real excitement, you get shitty weather now. It's like the amenities are gone there's no late night there's no place to go for let's say if you want to go for chocolate cake late at night there are a few and fewer places to do that you know that bothers a lot of people um but just like that you know there aren't many 24-hour diners here you know so it's just it's kind of downtrodden and certainly not worth the money anymore if it ever was worth the money i don't think anything's worth five four five thousand dollars a month i can't imagine living anywhere and if you look at the nicest place to live they're they're half the price right living on the beach in 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 uh, in, uh, in Florida you're living on the gulf but you have a nice gulf Gulf water Gulf air you know beautiful views you can go jet skiing you can go it's, it's half the rent I mean that's the amazing thing it's like the better the place now the better the city the cheaper the rent that, that doesn't make any sense does it why are New York and San Francisco still the highest rent <coughs> cities when they're the shittiest cities to live in And then you go nice places like down in Florida, and they're and they're much cheaper. Shouldn't the shouldn't the nicer places be more expensive, and the shittier places being be cheaper? But we live in this upside down, wacky world where the the shitty places are the most expensive, and the nicest places are cheaper. Then you wonder why. Wonder why. Why am I so insane to keep living here? Why am I doing this to myself? I need to live out my my golden years. In not in the golden state that's the idea don't live out your golden years in the gold that should be a new slogan don't live out your golden years in the golden state this shouldn't even be called the golden state anymore this should be called what should this should be called the the uh the, the uh the bronze state the bronze state what else can it be not the silver state we already have that nevada so this, it could be it could be like the uh, what it, what's 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 a good slogan a new slogan for california because the golden state doesn't fit anymore um let's see what what could it be the the uh the rusty state, the rusty state. Yes, yeah, come to live in the rusty state of California. Oh, well, I was very excited to hear that there was a new Twitter dump. And also there was a the, um, uh, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger testified in front of Congress today. So that is probably the dominating, the dominating story of the day. Is is the testimony of, of uh, actual journalists like Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi um, on the on the Senate on the House floor today and in front of Congress and uh, once again letting the air in open oh, oh letting the air the fresh air in showing the censorship that happened for so many years showing the deep state censorship that happened between the government and Twitter for all those years. When everything was censored, everything, any narrative that did not fit with the government's narrative, with the with the with the mainstream narrative, mostly the Democrat, although, as they have said, in some cases, they were also causes for, uh, you know, um, censorship from the from the right. But all the censorship of the the covid covid information and so on and so forth, And what was really amazing, which was really kind of amazing and and disgusting is how the Democrats who were questioning Taibbi and Schellenberger um, were basically pro censorship. They were they were uh, actually they were offended that journalists like Taibbi and Schellenberger were there showing this censorship, doing this government led censorship, this collusion between government and Twitter to censor information. The Democrats are pro-censorship. They showed today on Capitol Hill that they are pro-censorship. It was an affront to them to have actual journalists doing their job. It's an affront to the the left, to the left, to the politicians, to the the media. It's It's an affront to them when actual journalists do their job and expose things. This used to be the normal thing for journalists. They used to expose corruption, right? Now they don't do that anymore. Now they're part of the corruption. They're part of the censorship. And so Democrats prove today by their questioning that they were totally offended, totally offended by the fact that two real journalists had exposed this censorship. So instead of the Democrats being on the side of free speech, they are on the side of censorship. They keep proving it over and over again. They don't really have to. We know that by now. But they're showing how completely ignorant they are about everything that's been happening. And when they find out what's happening, they assume it's an, a, they assume it's an attack on them when it's an attack on the, on the Constitution, when it's an attack on free speech. But you see, they're so fucking fucked up with Trump derangement syndrome, everything comes back to that. Everything comes back to Trump derangement syndrome. I'm telling you, that's what it is. Everything comes back to that. That in their fucked up minds, in their twisted psychologically deranged minds, all of the stuff, all the censorship was good because it was somehow hurting Trump, whether it's Russia, 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 or, or the Hunter Biden laptop or the COVID stuff. It was all hurting Donald J. John Trump. And, and so they can't get that out of their minds, how that is such a good thing to them. How that gets them so excited, both mentally, physically, sexually and otherwise, that they don't care that there was censorship. They don't care that the Constitution was was trounced on. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to play the opening statement. It's about four and a half minutes, so stick with me. Actually, you have no choice. I'm going to play it anyway. And this is Matt Taibbi's opening statement about the Twitter files and the censorship industrial complex.
1: Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plaskett, members of the Select Committee, thank you for having me today. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York Times Times bestsellers. Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter Files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas lot machine uh, as the, just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report, after Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss and other researchers joined the search of the files, that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the Internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. We saw the first hints in communications between Twitter executives before the 2020 election, when we read things like flagged by dhs or please see attached report from fbi for potential misinformation this would be attached to an excel spreadsheet with a long list of names whose accounts were often suspended shortly after again ranking member plaskett i would note that the evidence of twitter government relationship includes lists of tens of thousands of names on both the left and right the people affected include trump supporters but also left-leaning sites like consortium and truth out the leftist south american channel telesaur the yellow vest movement that, in fact, is a key point of the Twitter files, That is neither a left nor right issue. Following the trail of communications between Twitter and the federal government across tens of thousands of emails led to a series of revelations. Mr. Chairman, we summarized and submitted them to the committee in the form of a new Twitter files thread, which was also released to the public this morning. We learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, from the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA. For every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same thing, including Stanford's Election Integrity Partnership, NewsGuard, the Global Disinformation Index, and many others, many taxpayer-funded. A focus of this fast growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. That last term is just a euphemism for true but inconvenient. Undeniably, the making of such lists is a form of digital McCarthyism. Ordinary Americans are not just being reported to Twitter for deamplification or deplatforming, but to firms like PayPal, digital advertisers like Xander, and crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. These companies can and do refuse service The law-abiding people and businesses whose only crime is falling afoul of a distant, faceless, unaccountable, algorithmic judge. As someone who grew up a traditional ACLU liberal, this mechanism for punishment and deprivation without due process is horrifying. Another troubling aspect is the role of the press, which should be the people's last line of defense in such cases. But instead of investigating these groups, journalists partnered with them. If Twitter declined to remove an account right away, government agencies and NGOs would call reporters for the New York Times Washington Post and other outlets, who in turn would call Twitter, demanding to know why action had not yet been taken. Effectively, news media became an arm of a state-sponsored thought policing system. I'm running out of time, so I'll just sum up and say, um, it's just not possible to instantly arrive at truth. It is, it is however possible, becoming uh, technologically uh, possible to instantly define and enforce a political consensus online, which I believe is what we're looking at. This is a grave threat to people of all pers- political persuasions. Uh, the First Amendment, an American population accustomed to the right to speak, is the best defense left against the censorship industrial complex. If the latter can knock over our first and most important constitutional guarantee, these groups will have no serious opponent left anywhere. If there's anything the Twitter files show, it's that we're in danger of losing this most precious right, without which all democratic rights are impossible. Thank you for the opportunity to appear, and I'd be happy to answer any questions from the committee.
0: Now, the first, thing that, the first thing that Tayebi had said... Um, um, In that in that uh, opening statement was that one of the Democrats uh, on the committee called him a call him and Schellenberger so-called journalist so-called would they would they call uh, Anderson Cooper a so-called journalist so according to these people people who read and this is this is like Keith Oldman like a, a huge egotistical fucking blowhard big fucking head blowhard moron scumbag like Keith Oldman is a is a is a journalist. Rachel Maddow, who screamed Russia, 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 lies, absolute fucking lies, proven over again lies for three years. Rachel Maddow, here, here, let me make it clear. Rachel Maddow lied about Russia the way Mr. Murder, Alex Murder, lied about not killing his wife and, 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 and young son. The same thing. She lied. She's a fucking pathological liar. Yet this is, of course, a true journalist who reads off a monitor, reads off a teleprompter. Reads off a telephone. If you, if you want to hate capitalism, hate capitalism for someone who makes $30 million a year to read off a monitor, from what I understand, although I haven't watched that shit network in several years now, once a week. If you want to hate capitalism, hate that about capitalism. Okay? But these aren't real journalists. These are real journalists. Matt Taibbi, like he said, has won many awards. His father was a, a great journalist. Mike in New York, local journalist, NBC News, when I was in New York. Working in, in in broadcasting, Mike Taibbi, his father was a, a great journalist. So the Taibis come from a, a family of great journalists. Matt, a fa- him and his father were both great are both great journalists. And of course, we know Michael Schellenberger has done has done great journalism. And if you want great journalism, you got to go on Substack these days. You're not going to find it on CNN, MSNBC. You're not going to find that. I love Fox, but that's not real journalism either. It's not real journalism. It's reading off a teleprompter and it's news talk. It's talking about the news. Okay. It's what I do here. I don't do real journalism. I talk about the news. It's news talk. I do my opinion, my my take on the news items. That's that's what I do. And that's what they do on CNN. But CNN promotes it as real news. MSNBC promotes it as real news. There are people there who believe they're actual journalists, and they're not. None of them are journalists. Zero. Zero. This, these are real journalists, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schoenberg, who uncover who actually work, who aren't lazy, who don't just read off a teleprompter and make millions a year doing it. They actually work, and they're good writers, and they write, and they investigate, and they uncover. And they do what real journalists are supposed to do. The so-called journalists are the ones you see on TV with makeup looking into a camera. Those are the so-called journalists, okay? Not Matt Taibbi and and Michael Schoenberger. Those are, those are actual real uh, journalists, so... Just to set that democratic moron straight, but I think Taibbi did a great job himself of listing off all the things he's done, written for Rolling Stone, and one of the awards he's won. Um, so, what came out today was basically more of these files, which showed the cover-up and the conspiracy, the conspiracy to omit, to cancel any information that the government did not want out there about any issue. There were millions of issues, right? There was Trump. There was Biden. There was a laptop. There was Russia. There was COVID. There were vaccines. There was masks. Everything you can imagine. Anything, that immigration, whatever the government wanted out there. This is called the state. It's like a state-run media. The government wanted state-run media. The FBI, CIA, they wanted a state-run media. They wanted – believe me, when these assholes took over Twitter, these left-wing assholes, they saw that as a way to have their own state-run media outlet. That's what they did. They got excited about that and for a good reason. Those people totally played ball. They totally played ball because they were left-wing lunatics and they totally played ball because they felt like they were big shots for having uh, – you know, dealing with a guy named Elvis at the FBI. They thought that was a hot thing, right? So we have these files which shows the true nature of – of our government nowadays and the cover up and the conspiracy and the way one side is totally canceled one side january 6th all of this stuff here's here's a post and what what taibi and and uh, schellenberger have really been saying a lot is the censorship industrial complex beautiful beautiful it, it is the censorship industrial complex I'm going to come back to this. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to go to something else because there's someone on the on the listening right now, who's going to come on and talk about something, which I am learning more about. But I don't know. Hey, look, I don't know about everything. But once again, this this goes back. This will go back to Gavin Newsom. But this is a a post here here. This is a post that Michael Shell that uh, Matt Taibbi put up on Twitter. Okay, this is what they wanted. This is what they wanted uh, censored. And the name of the group that wanted it censored, let me just make sure I get this totally right here. I wanna get this totally right because make sure I know who, who is responsible for this. Um, yeah, okay. In one remarkable email, the Virality, the Virality Project recommends that multiple platforms take action, even against stories of true vaccine side effects and true posts which could fuel vaccine hesitancy. None of the leaders of this effort to police COVID speech had health expertise of any kind. Standard vaccine misinformation on your platform. The default posts on your platform spreading clearly false spearing vaccine misinformation that we believe violates your policies. Known repeat offenders, false or misleading posts from the accounts of well-known repeat offenders, such as Robert F. Kennedy Jr., hopefully soon to be a presidential candidate, or Sherry Tenpenny. This is a large volume of content that is almost always reportable. Example, RFK posted 4,000 vaccine adverse reactions were reported to CDC in one week. True content, which might promote vaccine hesitancy. True content, which might promote vaccine hesitancy. Viral posts of individuals expressing vaccine hesitancy or true stories of true vaccine side effects. True stories. Of true vaccine side effects, the content is clearly is not clearly mis or disinformation, but it may be malinformation. They came up with these new terms: exaggerated or misleading malinformation. Also included in this bucket are often true posts, which could fuel hesitancy. So they want the true posts, true factual posts, which could make someone feel eh, think twice about getting the vaccine. They wanted those eliminated. Understand? Such as individual countries banning certain vaccines. Example, a news article and post about a central New York school district closing after many school staff sick with COVID-19 vaccine side effects. Example, conversation around recent celebrity deaths after vaccine. Often this content is unverifiable. Of course, death is unclear, but spreads quickly and drives conversations about evidency. Once again, the narrative, any narrative that went against true or opinion or fact or whatever it may be, actual science doesn't matter. If it went against the idea of selling the vaccine as much as possible, get rid of it. Get rid of it. These people had no, once again, as, as, as Matt Tevey points out, these people saying this had no medical background, zero medical background, but they had great, they, they were doctors of censorship. They had doctorates in censorship. They had doctorates in, in Chinese Communist Party censorship. Are they teaching those classes now in schools? CCP censorship studies 101? Misleading posts from accounts of well-known repeat offenders such as RFK Jr. Now I want him to win. Now I want to become president and shove it up their asses. That's what I want. We're going to go back to this. And if you want to talk about this or anything else, if anyone else has read through it, it's a. I'll read through it later. But it's a lot. I think there's at least sixty. I think this is at least sixty parts to this thread, the Matt Taibbi thread today. It's great stuff, though. It's great stuff and it's shocking stuff. As, my, as T.B. said, if this is the censorship industrial complex at its essence, a bureaucracy willing to sacrifice factual truth in service of broader narrative objective is the opposite of what a free press does. And what they do by doing that is they create false narratives. They spread false information. They create conspiracy theories. That's what happens with that censorship. So last, before I ended the show yesterday, I said there was some kind of an alert. huge alert from uh, Gavin Newsom's office. And it was that he was going to have this big, uh, with Rob uh, uh, Bonta, um, he was going to have this big speech today, this big uh, announcement. And we were all wondering what it would be. What what could it be? Could it be that he's closing all the jails, letting everyone out of prison? Uh, What was it? Well, the big announcement had to do with California suing Huntington Beach over claims it is not following state affordable housing laws. So the state of California is is suing the city of Huntington Beach over claims that the city is not following state laws regarding affordable housing. But the people of Huntington Beach don't want this housing. Okay. The people there don't want the housing because Huntington Beach is a nice place and they don't want it overrun with, with drug addicts and, and lowlifes. And they don't want their property values to go down. They don't want Huntington, they don't want Gavin Newsom to be able to ruin Huntington Beach. So this is the battle going on. This is the battle going on. So this, so it looks like California is suing. So California, Gavin Newsom and Rob Bonta is suing Huntington Beach to force them, I believe, to create this affordable housing. Do I have that right, Domestic? Is that, is that, the, is that the gist of it?
2: Um, yes, sir. Thanks for bringing this topic up. So it's very interesting. So Huntington Beach sued, um, well, uh, Newsom sued Huntington Beach. H- Huntington Beach sued them back for saying that they're overreaching on their city you know, ordinances and their city authority. But I think a couple of things um, are here in play. Um, I don't want to speculate too much, but uh, it cannot be a coincidence that Newsom, out of all places, goes after Orange County and after Huntington Beach. It is a nice place. It's one of the more sane places. Remaining here. And, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, you know, we do need affordable housing. On the other hand, we also learned the hard way that, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And like you said right now, uh, if allowing affordable housing means trashing the most beautiful areas in California, the, the premier beachfront, uh, space, then it would be a problem. And maybe that's what they're afraid. You can, uh, the people who live there, they're afraid. You can call them NIMBYs. You can call them what they want. I think they're proud NIMBYs. They pay a lot to be there. They have a nice, beautiful community. They don't want it trashed with ugly apartment buildings. And, um, yeah. But that's not,
0: that's the great point right there. Why? So this is like Newsom wanting to trash one of the few nice areas remaining in California. Why not trash areas that are already trashed, like our city? San Francisco, <laughs> build it here. No, we're already trashed. We're, we're in the shithole trash heap. It's not coming back. So why not build? But isn't and isn't this where most of the homeless are? Are most of the homeless here or Huntington Beach?
2: I don't know exactly what they, I think what they mean by affordable housing is housing for people who are not homeless, who make up to a certain income. That's in theory. What happens in practice, God knows, right? But uh, I think uh, Huntington Beach really cares about aesthetics they don't want ugly apartment buildings. If we were building beautiful buildings, uh, beautiful apartment buildings, maybe that would be a different story. But- um, Well, Huntington
0: Beach responded by filing a 59-page lawsuit in federal court, challenging the state requirements that the city's zone for 13,368 new housing units in the coming years. Huntington Beach City Attorney Michael Gates called the state news conference a bunch of bluster. Mayor Tony Strickland said during news conference that neither state or Gavin Newsom is serious about actually producing more housing. Their goal is to urbanize. Quiet private property owning communities. This lawsuit, filed by a city attorney today, is the first major step in taking the governor and the state to task over their faulty narratives about housing and their unconstitutional legislative and administrative means of stripping their charter cities of their ability to make their own decisions. So the state's lawsuit focuses on a ban that Huntington Beach has established on application for projects under Senate Bill 9, a new state housing law that makes it easier for homeowners to split their single family lots and build a duplex on each side for a possible total of four units on one parcel. The law is part of a broader effort the state has undertaken in recent years to bolster California's housing stock and pay away for more affordable units. The Huntington Beach City Council on Tuesday also affirmed this policy to stop approving of applications for accessory dwelling units, otherwise known as casitas, in law units or granny flats. Newsom telegraphed the law last month when he called out Huntington Beach at a news conference that he wouldn't hesitate to hold cities accountable for doing the right thing and providing housing for people of all levels. So what what Newsom is doing here is the same thing he's doing with Walgreens. He has a hard on for something, and he's yeah. going after something he's got a hard on for because they're not allowing his dictatorial his dictatorial ways in their city. And the fact of the matter is, I think Huntington Beach. I'm not a, I'm not a law expert, but I would say that their city laws would. I would think they wouldn't have to bow down to the state. I would think they have their own city ordinances that would take precedent.
2: You know, uh, instinctively, I do believe that cities should decide what's allowed and what's not. But at the same time, you know, we have all this housing crisis. I totally agree with you. Apartment, uh, uh, affordable housing should be in other areas. First of all, in areas that are already like that are not as nice and also close to services. We definitely have more social services and all that stuff than. Huntington Beach, so leave them alone. Uh, no, you think have... like
0: He wants to turn Huntington Beach into San Francisco, and that, that's that's how they should go after him. Don't don't let Cal- you know, do don't, don't let Gavin Newsom make Huntington Beach San Francisco.
2: If you want to be really cynical about it, you could say that it rubs him the wrong way that all the areas that are Republican they're much nicer and cleaner. You see it everywhere. You see it in Sacramento, Sa- Midtown Sacramento or- turn into a shit drive 20 miles to Placer County, Roseville is still very nice. Placerville is still very nice. You see it in Huntington Beach, radically different. San Juan Capistrano, Huntington Beach, all these little towns over there, they're, they're still very nice. They're very pristine. So that hurts him because this is like a, in, uh, this is an image. How can you deny? How can you deny Then when you have a different party in in charge, then things are way better. So maybe he wants to, <laughs> Demolish it so that there are no more examples like this. I don't know.
0: Well, no, that uh, it seems like, to me like, he, me wants like to, he wants to trash Huntington Beach. That's what Newsom wants to do. He wants to trash Huntington Beach, and it really like, you, you could I think you're putting your finger on right? a chip on his shoulder, oh the fact that this is a a non lunatic left city run. It's not even is it Republican? I don't know. It's probably just moderate, right? It's probably just normal
2: people. It's mostly it's mostly Republican, yeah, yeah. So and, uh, yeah. Center-right, yeah. Center-right,
0: and yeah, right, right, and he wants to trash them.
2: Yeah. Bitch don't care about social justice and, and, and all this stuff. And so, yeah, they're NIMBYs, but they're proud of it. They don't want any of that. They just want to be left alone. The question is whether they're legally allowed to be left alone. That's yet to be determined. I guess we'll live and see.
0: Well, yeah, well, uh, you know, but my, my hope is that Newsom will, since, when Newsom seems to lose in court all the time, right? Does he have a one in court? I don't. I don't, I
2: don't <laughs> he doesn't care. He tries if it works just like Biden. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. All he can do is try.
0: Well, he's a bully. I mean, he's bullying Walgreens. He's bullying Huntington Beach. The man. Is he was in- bullying
2: doctors not so long ago, yeah. and that didn't work, right? He was bullying children with vaccinations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, so he's a bully. It's like it's his way or the highway. It's dictator Newsom. That's what he believes in: dictatorship. What he says goes. This is what we saw during COVID, right? What he says goes. I think the thing about laws, he makes the laws.
2: I think the thing about Walgreens is disgraceful for several reasons. First of all, with all the shoplifting, they deserve a break. Secondly, here they're caught between states that make all these abortion pills illegal to sell versus states like California that insist on it. So he really, there was no reason to go after them except for virtue signaling and try to appear as some kind of hero to his side in all the most perverse ways possible.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that, and as I said, that I said yesterday. yesterday. That's what he wants to do. He wants to virtue signal and appeal to the extreme left-wing base that he believes could carry him through a Democratic primary. That's what he's trying to tap into. He's trying to yeah. tap into that that extreme left-wing, you know, uh, ultra-woke, ultra-virtue-signaling base. You know, gay rights, abortion rights, uh, you know, pro-choice, all that stuff. Just all the all the bells and whistles that get the extreme left wacko fringes excited. And they hope and he they, he hopes that they will carry him through a primary um, against other people who may come, across maybe as more centrists, you know, so that that I think that that's what it comes down to. That that's what he's positioning himself to do here, you know, and and yeah. uh, I, I think Huntington Beach should be left alone. That's my opinion. They should be left alone if they don't want this. If the people, once again, if the people don't want it and they voted in people who don't want it, that's the way it should be. And there's no reason why a Gavin Newsom should be able to step in and the state should step in and say, no, no, we're going to impose our will on you. There's there's no reason. You have
2: so many other towns. You don't have to, um, you know. I mean, he's not going to Hollywood, right? He knows he can't do that. Why why doesn't
0: Hollywood Hollywood welcome it? Why don't the Hollywood elites welcome it? Why don't the Hollywood elites welcome this housing? I don't get it. I don't get it. I've been through Beverly Hills. There's a lot of open area. In fact, they could, what they can do is some of them have so much space, right? They don't need all that space. So some of them, why can't they just cut their acreage in half and give it to and make it affordable and put some
2: tents there? over there on maybe some self yeah. s- safe injection sites. Maybe every
0: time I every time I drive through Beverly Hills, whenever I'm down there, I always think, wow, this, this is really spacey, roomy. You could definitely yeah. build a lot of affordable housing here. So why don't, they, why, don't the, why don't they want it? Why isn't it Yimby Hollywood? Why isn't Hollywood Yimby? Why aren't the Hollywood elites, Jimby? Why does it always have to be imposed on people who don't want? I thought – that's what I thought, Domestic. I thought that the liberals wanted this. The liberals believed in this. So why don't they do it in liberal areas? They're not going to get any backdraft
2: in liberal areas. So why don't they do it? Okay. I Uh, I, I think they admitted that all they want is to say certain things to absolve themselves of guilt. And not go an inch beyond that. To do nothing else. Just talk about it. That's what your senators do. That's what your supervisors do. We should do this. We should do that. Well, then fucking do it. Shut uh, up. Don't talk about it.
0: No, exactly. No, exactly. You know, yeah. so you know so this, so this is the latest thing. This was actually the big... He's such a... more This guy is such a jerk. That was his big announcement today. That was the big secret he had yesterday. They, they, no he they, says
2: he's done with Walgreens as if we didn't lose enough businesses as as oh. as if not enough places shut down we need more we need to make more enemies because we don't have enough
0: And who was hurt the most during covid like Walgreens right I mean, they were hurt yeah. a lot. during covid and the riots and all that stuff and crime between covid and crime <laughs> They, they've, they've been totally decimated in California they've been to- fighting under-
2: Walgreens decimated. is really shameful and unworthy unworthy fight that he took it's really lame and low and just blah I well
0: as know. I've said this is Walgreens policies in other states not even this state in this right. state they're selling that that that, that, bird, that child killing pill they're, they're selling it they're, they're, they're selling I don't know why they don't why don't these you know these PR guys get paid so much fucking money. Why don't they? The, why don't they um, uh, package this stuff the way I'm packaging it? How, who, who 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 supports a child killing pill? But they'll, they'll call things like the pro choice pill, the pro woman pill. The they, why don't they call it they what it is, which is the child killing pill? And I want the voters to vote for a child killing pill, but they won't. T- they they really need to call these things what they are, and they would get many more people on the either on their side. Or the people on the other side would just shut the fuck up because they want they wouldn't want to be seen as murderers and lunatics. So that's but that's what this is. But what I'm saying in California, any woman can get the child killing pill anywhere they want. All right. right? But Gavin Newsom, said, listen, this is how crazy this guy is. I know you'll agree with me. He wants to impose his will not only on other cities in his state, other counties in his state, but on other states. The Walgreens thing has nothing to do with California. It has to do with other states. So he's minding minding other states' business. Now, the only reason you would mind other states' business is if you're looking to maybe one day be the ruler of those states, just the way you're the ruler of California, right?
2: Or appear a hero today, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he's absolutely positioning himself, and that's what he wants. He wants to get that little niche of the extreme left wing, the virtue signaling woke – um you know uh hot button issues like gay rights and and trans rights and and and, and abortion rights he wants to get that group those groups those yeah. those, those absolutely you know useless worthless virtue signaling groups on his <laughs> side in order to make a run for president in the democratic primary and every day every day he goes in front of the mirror domestic you could every day gavin gets up and he Goes in front of the mirror and he gobs his head with the with the uh, hair gel, right? He puts the whole the whole you know thing of the whole eight twenty ounces of hair gel in his head every day, and he looks in the mirror and he does his little speech. He practices his inauguration speech and he gets on his knees and he says,
2: "Please, please let something happen to Joe Biden.
3: <laughs> please, God, I really hope happened.
2: he's not going to be our president. I really hope." But, but um, I'm gonna. Let you continue your wonderful show. I have one suggestion. You have a lot of entertaining comments in the chat. So maybe you should, uh, you know, make a practice of addressing. uh, Yeah, sometimes they're entertaining
0: and and sometimes they're a little silly. It depends. Uh,
2: Right now there is a mix and some of them uh, might be worth reading or addressing. But those people,
0: those people who are putting those comments can actually actually call in and talk if they want to. You know, they can actually call in and say those things. I
2: think they know. I think they know that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Domestic. So, Thanks for thank coming out. I appreciate it. I appreciate your. Thank insight. you, Mike. Thank of you. Course. Of course. Of course. Bye-bye. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Lover. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. I need to joke a little here. Hey, Bill, how's it going, Bill?
3: Hey, Mike, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we're giving them a little razzle-dazzle today.
3: Give them the old <laughs> razzle-dazzle, razzle-dazzle them, baby. This is what we got going on, right? Yeah, I mean,
0: exactly.
3: Listen, there are some good comics, Murphy and, and Gator's there, and I'm there. Got a good crew and putting in some stuff in yeah, the live chat. Yeah,
0: about RFK Jr. a little bit, I see.
3: Down yeah, there. yeah. Do you, well, think,
0: do you think RFK Jr. would be a heroic figure for us?
3: Yeah, I do. I, I just uh, would hate to see his family lineage have another tragedy, another assassination or something happen to them. And that
0: was always the rumor. I don't know if it was true, but that was always the rumor around mm. why Teddy didn't run for president. Wasn't that true? That they were said that he was afraid that they would assassinate him, or his family was afraid?
3: Um, was that the- I, Is that the same? Wasn't that the Chappaquiddick incident? Yeah, where the-, the Chappaquiddick guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, I think he was kind of tainted by that, don't you think? Where he'd have a hard time shaking that off in a I presidential. I get it. Was just, right? it
0: was just when he was going to run for president, it was so it was what two decades later. It was so it was yeah, so far, he had been in Congress and everything, right? So, yeah. He was a senator for so long. Yeah, it, it might have been brought up, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was it was just ancient history by the time he was going to run for president.
3: That's that's true. Um but the guy's, well, Yeah, I think, the guy's a good sorry.
0: swimmer, though. If you're a good swimmer, I mean, that's a positive attribute.
3: <laughs> um. I'm sorry, Mike. I, for some reason, I heard I had a little trouble hearing what you just said. Can you I think the guy was a
0: good swimmer, though.
3: Obviously, oh, he was very good swimmer. Yeah, not good enough to go save the woman that uh, ended up in the bottom of the, the body of water there, unfortunately. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, I think like I know. Okay, it, it, to me, it's more of a class warfare than a right-left paradigm. You know, I. I this is the way I see it. I put some stuff in the live chat about the Rockefeller plan and um, the Kissinger continuum, which is on uh, unlimited hangout, you know, the Bilderberg World Economic Forum continuum and um, the controlled demolition to our uh, manufacturing base, obviously, you know, the free trade agreements that have done that bipartisan. I, I just, I don't, know what else to say other than all these issues kind of we can even jump to the flexner report and rockefeller medicine and and you know what eroded the naturopathic colleges in this country the defunding um it's to me there's a bigger plan and it starts with the uh, people who are uh bilderberg group and um whoever those families are, and I, I'm not an expert in this and who they all are because that's a secretive body on some level, but I think the face of them now is the World Economic Forum, and it's pretty public who those people are and how everybody's involved from non-government organizations to government uh, <laughs> personnel on different countries, and the way we always like to Got to take a shot at imitating Klaus. Oh, very proud of my young global leaders, you know Klaus, Schwab and Yevad uh, <laughs> Harari. <laughs> not, yeah, not bad, huh? You know. So you know if we've been penetrated. The world doesn't. Don't you love the word he used? Like we're gonna stick it right up. Here. We yeah, penta, he, penetrated. He using that word. Penetrated. He likes oh, he penetrated. loves using that word. Boy, doesn't it feel that way? I to mean, <laughs> He Wants to penetrate all of us. Yeah, and but then again, look what they've done. They've infiltrated uh, governments around the world, and this is uh, the policies are set and and uh, discussed uh, at what level, and then disseminated through the other bodies. There's a book, Giants, which is um, Peter Phillips out of Sonoma State College, and uh, he also put some videos out. He's calling to those uh, the giants, the globalists, uh, to help save humanity, literally to stop what they're doing. Um, it's 2018, he put that out, um, and so, you know, there's a lot of people, obviously, who've pointed this in the past, including JFK in his 1961 speech on secret societies, the monolithic conspiracy, you know, before the press conference, the the presser, he had, uh, um, I, and the, the what he called the, the well, I'm having a senior moment here. The model of the conspiracy, the re, they found them repugnant, you know, and and um, so I think if we look there, we can see how everything fits their plan. And um, obviously, uh, the manufacturing base here—they've exported the the. The, the, the actual plants and, you know, the, 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 satellite plants around the world. And, uh, we've imported cheap labor. I mean, that's, who was it that, oh, just recently in the World Economic Forum, Alan, and then we can jump through some of the chats if you want, because there's some valuable stuff there real quick. Um, it was Trudeau's, uh, what's her name? I'm having, uh, his, uh, his immediate subordinate just spoke at the World Economic Forum? Who basically said the middle class in America
0: Murph, Murph.
3: was that her name? It's a female, right below Trudeau. That the, yeah, her statement at the World Economic Forum was that the American middle class needed to take a pay cut to get the labor costs in line with those of the world. In other words, to bring jobs back, or we'd all have to take a pay cut. I mean, literally, she says it's, it's unpopular, but if you compare the, you know, to the labor rates around the world, I'm like, oh, that's unbelievable statement, because, you know, the cost of living here is much higher than it is in Mexico, for example, you know, yep. or, or, I mean, do we want slave labor here with suicide nets up on factories, like at, they have in Shijing, uh, you know, at the, the uh, iPhone factory, or... You know, uh,
0: Cambodia, Cambodia,
3: uh, uh, wherever. I mean, you know, this this, this this is how these globalists think, though. Right. You know, there's no borders to them. You know, it's just wherever they, there are no borders to them. It's just clearly wherever they can outsource and manufacture the cheapest with the least labor and environmental regulation. And that's and then ship it back here. <laughs> you know oh,
0: well, even, I mean? even even Elon has, you know, has a business in China, which you shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should pull everything out of China, he right? But like you said, it's such a, it's such a cheap labor, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Murphy <laughs> says uh, Christina Freeland. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. yeah. I couldn't I mean, believe when she said that. Yeah, like, you what know, the fuck, you know but that's their thinking. And so she was the person to put it out there, you know, for, because anytime she, she makes a statement like that, it's on behest of the world economic forum. She's not, you know, a loose cannon out there making some comment up on her own. You know what I'm saying? She, they, they've talked this out. They know who's going to make what public statement and uh, on stage, etc. You see what I mean? So that's the way they see the world. And it's, uh, phew, Wow. I think they, that, uh, I don't know if there's a mechanism to do it, but, uh, sure like to dethrone all of them somehow, huh? I mean, some type of, <sighs> I don't know the mechanism, Mike. You got any ideas or anybody in the live chat, Gator or Murphy? I, I, I don't have answers. I, I mean, but, but, um, quickly, um, the, um, ICANN, which is the, let me see, the informed consent, Action Network just put out a report. They went back. I know this is old news to a lot of us, but they went back into Pfizer studies and they're showing toxicity of Pfizer's vaccines using four different doses. I'm not going to read all this, just cut to the chase. It shows enlarged spleens, enlarged adrenal glands, enlarged lymph nodes, kidney and liver congestion, increased fibrin concentration. There are even some deaths noted later in the article. Pfizer knew all this, of course, and uh, how this is allowed to happen. How we have a company that's been fined, $2.3 billion already for medical fraud, gets to run their own trials. And then we have the Brooks Jackson uh, case, the whistleblower, right, with uh, Attorney Robert Barnes. March 1st was the hearing where Viva Frank had uh, Robert Barnes on. They talked about the oral arguments. Of course, Pfizer... Brings an oral argument for dismissal, claiming basically that the government knew what they were doing, so they can't be held liable. You know, this typical shift liability. You know, bah, bah, bah. but the judges, you know, um, looks like according to Robert Barnes, he hopes that they're going to be allowed to have discovery. That's the first thing. This is called like a summary judgment argument. You know what I mean by that? In other words, Pfizer that is bringing a summary judgment oral argument for motion for dismissal and hoping the judge does it based on this technicality they're citing. And so Robert Barnes made all arguments against it that the the actual, um, in short, that the actual uh, contract provides for uh, there to be a vaccine that's, number one, safe and effective, um, prevents transmission, prevents disease, and the vaccine did none of that. So, therefore, the contract's void. Are you, so this is the oral argument? Um Attorney Robert Barnes, it's on Viva Free. Uh you gotta catch it on Rumble. You can find it on YouTube, but that actual discussion, um there's a link uh to get you over to Rumble, the Viva Free uh YouTube site. He's an attorney out of Canada. The platforms robert barnes so if you're interested i can go and find it and put in the chat um a link if you all so he doesn't know what the judge is going to do you know he's hoping the judge denies a motion for dismissal and allows discovery but can you imagine that, that that could possibly go to summary judgment i mean unbelievable unbelievable um so what else can i say so what else is Bill, in the Bill, chat? Bill, bill hey am
0: i back bill bill am i here
3: you're back i hear I, you i Mike. don't
0: know what happened i was just all of a sudden i had to change phones all of a oh. sudden i went i went silent on my iphone i don't know what happened i don't know okay. what happened well i guess i was going into it you know what maybe you know what bill maybe the deep state has tried to censor me is that possible
3: I don't know. I was talking about the Brooke Jackson uh, oral argument motion for dismissal when we went silent. And uh, who knows? Maybe the you know the people in charge are like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. All this talk about the Rockefeller agenda and the world in the Bilderbergs. We got to put the nicks on that, right, baby? <laughs> we can't.
0: <laughs> I, would, I just went into a rant on on basically the the Democrats um, uh, in the House today just. Pretty much, you know, dismissing all this stuff as though Schellenberger and Taibbi, real real journalists, are like shills for the, 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 the right or shills for Trump. And like I said, oh, that seemed to have had before Trump had been melted away and diseased away by Trump derangement syndrome. They can't even admit, Bill, we're seeing this stuff, right? I mean, our eyes are not deceiving us. This is real <laughs> stuff.
3: This is real. This, this is just like eighty-four Orwell, eighty-four. You know, you must deny where you see with your eyes and hear with your ears. You know, it's absolute insanity. That's what they they would have it. it, it it's 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 the most bizarre thing. You you, you know you it's, it's 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 gaslighting us, but it's also a, a psychological a warfare is what it comes down to. And and this plays on both sides, you know. Um, Let's be honest. You know, they each take turns at it. We're we're divide and conquer. That's what their agenda is. That's my opinion. You know, I'm you know me, I'm 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 not into the right left paradigm at all. I say follow the money, baby. Follow the money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, Gator uh, wrote that he prefers I'm silent. Is that what you said, Gator? You prefer I'm silent? I think oh was-
3: shit. <laughs> Gator, <it was> your <laughs> time
0: on. to shine, Bill. It was your time to shine, but that's good. I'm glad I'm glad I had someone on to talk because I don't know what the hell happened there.
3: Yeah, I, I the guys know me. I have no shortage of verbiage or verbage, however you see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
3: Anyway, but,
0: but you know, it's 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 once again, it's a very sad state of affairs. That, yeah, it is. Um, uh, you know, uh, you were taking a oh, I was taking a piss. Oh, that's what Gator said. I went to take a piss. <laughs> no, that's what Bill does.
3: Yeah, actually... He, I,
0: take a piss and he turns my show on when nature calls.
3: And guess what? He woke me up at 2 o'clock. I was meant to call in tonight, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's what it is. You know, but it's, it's a sad state of affairs when you have... We're, in, we're living in a society now. We're living in a society now. Look, when all this stuff came out, I, I was only two, well, three years old, two years old. One of those stuff came out with Nixon, right? And... Um, It was all there, right? The the, the truth was out there. He had tried to cover things up and there was no way he can get around it. Were there people out there saying this was fake? Was there like a 30, 40% of the people out there saying it's it's fake, it's not real, what we're seeing doesn't exist? No, everyone got on board because Republicans went to him and said it's time to go, right? Mm. Republicans went to him and said it's time to go. Mm. Now we're living in a world now where when you have actual facts and reality and right in front of you in black and white, you pretend it's either not there Or what you're seeing is different, Bill. There's, it's we we live in a we live like a clown car world, where where there's no actual reality anymore. Where we can't we can't come to a consensus even when all of the evidence is piling up and piling up and piling up. We can't come to a
3: consensus. I'm going to validate that. I mean, a couple of quick things. October 22nd, there's a study, a Swedish study that confirms. This is the 2022, 20, October 22nd. So just how many months ago? Several months ago, right? It confirms that, that the COVID spike protein c- changes through reverse transcriptase in the, in liver cells and it uh, splices into the DNA, can change the DNA within six hours, Mike. And this is, cause at first it was done in, in vitro. You know what I mean? And the original study, in other words, in a test tube type situation where they saw that it did that in the human liver cells now this recent study i stumbled on it in an expose cites a confirmation of their findings and that they did some actual human testing and found that it actually did that in some people within six hours that's that's frightening you know how many people have been affected that way i don't know but that's in the in the live chat and um that's that is so disturbing because uh, if anyone does understand that, it means the body becomes a permanent uh, producer of that particular spike protein for that particular uh, variant, uh, which means your body is constantly producing it. It becomes part of your genome, and, and it says in the article passed down to the like from mothers to to offspring. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I got you, of course.
3: Yeah. It's like monstrous, it's something yeah. from uh, like a bad sci-fi movie, you know.
0: But that uh, uh, that thing that comment I read before about the the uh the person who was trying to silence RFK Jr. Yes. he was reporting hundreds of reports to VARS per day. But that's true. That's true. There were hundreds of things reported per day. These people have no yes. proof talking about. It. They never even looked at it. And once again, you and I have mentioned this many times in the past, right? For every one thing that's reported to VARs, you can figure there's about another what? Maybe 100, another 100 that aren't being reported. Only a certain a small percentage of of, of vaccine uh, side effects were reported to VARs. So, of course, there were hundreds. There were thousands of side effects per day. There were thousands of people experiencing side effects per day, not hundreds, it, it, these people are just clueless. They simply don't want to know the truth. They don't, Just like I, I'm arguing with people about uh, the Wuhan leak theory. We now know it happened, right? It happened. It came from the Wuhan lab. If you don't want, if you don't want to believe that happened, that's on you. If, you. if you refuse to believe that happened, that's on you. But we know now, beyond a, a reasonable doubt, that it came from the lab. So this is once again. These are just plain facts that people just can't seem to accept because it doesn't fit in to their political narrative.
3: Right, but uh, let me just say, Gators Gators making some corrections on on what I had said. So I defer to that. He's saying that uh, I'm, it's confusing to me because of the way I perceived it was this recent report was confirmation of the vivo trials, but Gators saying no, and it, it's. Uh, the, the potential we'll, for DNA interaction. He'll, he'll talk, you'll say what you Yeah, mean. he'll, he'll straighten that out. But, um, cause we want to be accurate, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know what else to say other than if we follow the emails that Rand Paul's been exposing, but also Dr. David, a lot of people have been exposing the emails, Eco Alliance, you know, uh, and, uh, the funding for the Wuhan lab, for the gain-of-function research, which they want to claim. I don't know. What do they do? Move the goalposts and change it somehow? And it's all nonsense. I mean, it's all – in other words, um, the NIAID, Fauci, and co. Uh, have funded this research, and um, apparently um, – uh, there's actual evidence, I think, of 2016, and best of my recollection, Gator can maybe confirm that, uh, Moderna had patented the spike protein in yes. 2016, and the chances of it randomly occurring then in nature is infinitesimal, you know? So, this is, there's a lot more to this, that, um, and you're right about the VARES reporting system. Pardon me, I think it was a Harvard Program study cited that VARES only accounted for, at that point, one percent of all vaccine adverse events. Right. and uh, yeah. And Congress did over a decade ago, well over a decade ago. I'm I'm trying to remember the year, uh, earmarked millions of dollars to improve the VERS system, and it never happened. And uh, why? Yep doesn't benefit well, big also, pharma.
0: Well it's it's almost like anything else uh, Bill. Uh, people go to a restaurant and they don't like it, but a very small percentage of people actually go online and go on a website or go on Yelp and complain, right? So you can bet that if you go on Yelp and you see 20 complaints about a restaurant there are probably, you know, there could be possibly anywhere from 50 to 100 times as many people who had the same experience who just didn't bother going on. And the same thing with Vares. it's the same. This is why I also learned when I was in uh, talk radio My Mm -hmm. boss would tell me that for every, I I believe it was for every like 100 people that listened, two Mm -hmm. people call in. You get two Mm -hmm. people calling in for 100. Most people, 98% of people just didn't call in. They're too shy. They don't want to do it. They'd rather just listen. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. always that. It's always like people, the the loudest people are the ones who are going to talk. The loudest people are the ones who, I'm not not calling you loud, by the way, or any caller. (laughs) But those those of us who take that extra step will call in or write something or write a review or write this or complain or go uh-huh. on airs and, and write in and report, right? You have to you have to actually it has to be reported. You have to report it to VAERS, do you not?
3: Yes, but the issue, from what I understand, the doctors were saying that the process was take so much time out of their day and they weren't paid extra to do it. And if they didn't complete it within the allotted time or they got called away, say a nurse called them away and they came back, wiped out the whole thing. Right. The
0: chain of action, though, in other words, the patient would have to complain to a doctor. Oh. Which means that person would have to actually go to a doctor. True. People, as you know, will stay home and go, oh, I've got this minor side effect. And I'm not going to bother mm. going to a doctor. I don't have health insurance, right? I'm not going to mm. go to a doctor. I got the vaccine at Walgreens yesterday. And a week later, I still got a fever. Or I, I got the mm. I got COVID anyway. Or, or or now I have a little bit of numbness in my left hand. But if I don't got health insurance, and it's not a big thing, I'm not going to go to the ER or go to a doctor.
3: That part so, too.
0: Yeah. Right. So a very small percentage of people actually, that's a major side effect. Yes, obviously is a major side effect. You're going to go to an emergency room or to a doctor. But a Mm -hmm. lot of people just for minor side effects, especially if they had no health insurance, the Mm -hmm. flu shot, the the vaccine was free. But the health, the health care to get the health care after you have a side effect isn't free, Bill. That's not free. (sighs)
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. There's, there's layers to this. The other thing I know, there's other callers. Let me just end by touching on the January 6th issue. You know, when I first saw those videos of the DC cops moving barricades aside, you know, walking people down the stairs or up the stairs and taking selfies, I'm like, this is all a big, I don't know, production. You know what I mean? Because clearly there was plenty of emails ahead of time on what may transpire that day, and FBI had been surveilling emails, and yet the 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 the, the, the police, the DC police, nor the National Guard, nothing was bumped up to have the kind of security that would reflect the thousands they expected to come and go and listen to Donald Trump speak, and then go. They knew they were going to go to the the Capitol. You know what I mean? By the emails. So we didn't see any step up of any police well, or the yeah. National Guard run in. Why did
0: Nancy Pelosi have her documentary filmmaker daughter come to the Capitol with her that day?
3: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> well, I mean,
0: Come on. you know, It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. She knew something might happen. She knew it was a probably better than 50-50 chance something would happen. And so she had her daughter there ready to film it all. Ready to, yes. to have reaction that she's going to punch Trump in the face if she sees him. Come on, both well, that up. It's ridiculous.
3: But to, you have to keep in mind, too, you have the shaman who's a military, a naval veteran, right? And then you had the FBI in, uh, implants who were encouraging people to go in, go in, you know. I forget that fellow's name. Um, you know, this is a – it seemed to be um, uh, orchestrated on a lot of levels. And then there's the Tucker reports that also – Nine police officers of DC Cots were showing the shaman around, and actually from room to room and unlocking doors. It's like recording. That was
0: the video we saw it.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so here's how you get in here. Here's you got. So clearly, here he is. He's a military veteran. He's the police are. So this has all been planned ahead of time. That doesn't happen on the day he shows up. They're gonna
0: take him down and handcuff him. There's
3: right. Of him. No. One of him and
0: he's half fucking naked. That's yeah. what I mean. And, 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 of course, the left-wing media reporting is, of course, all screwed up as usual and a bunch of lies. They're, they're saying that Tucker Carlson is creating his own narrative. He's not. No. They're saying they lied to us by withholding all of the evidence.
3: Well, they claim now the chairman on the, on the Democratic side, there's a report he's claiming they didn't see that. I don't believe any of it because Tucker says that his staff saw it, and they know that because those v- videos that were watched were marked. So, you know, I watched a little also, bit of the Tucker reporting. Tucker also
0: said that they, Fox, his producers himself, have offered all of that video that mm-hmm. was given to them to any news outlet that wanted it. We talked about Of course. Of he confirmed it. He, he asked all these journalists, do you want it? And they said, no, we don't want it. Bill, they're full of shit. They're not real well, journalists. They're not curious. They don't want to investigate. They're lazy. And they just want to promote the DNC narrative. That's all they're there for. That's all they're there for
3: okay we'll run with that for a moment and consider too the cop was supposedly was struck in the head with the fire extinguisher that never happened that was a lie
0: he did die but it wasn't that way it wasn't wasn't that that way right how many times did they lie about that how many times did they lie about that and the the left-wing media says nothing about that lie that was perpetrated for weeks and weeks and weeks that had people believing this guy was 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 to three or four people took a fire extinguisher and bashed right. him into head, causing him to go into a coma. That is not what happened. He had a heart attack later. Later.
3: <laughs> right. Right now, there's a couple more tidbits I picked up. I'd just like to add, and I know Gator wants to speak, so I'll end it with this. And I appreciate you, Mike. You know, us having the time to talk. i oh, um, you.
0: Holding court while I was silent. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs> you have to go back and listen. We're like Mike. What happened? You know. Anyway, and like anyone in the audience, can they hear Mike? Can they hear me? Where's Mike? Anyway, so, any, um, uh, okay. My train of thought. Where was I? Oh, oh. So that has to lead one to question. Two things. One, even Tucker reports that it's not clear how the shaman got in. Well, there's surveillance footage, so they must be able to figure out how he got in. I mean, unless he showed up in plain clothes and got all that garb on to become the shaman and they can't, through facial recognition, determine who he, he got in somehow. That's gotta be surveillance footage somewhere. Number one, unless he came in with a bag over his head, you know what I mean?
0: To the Capitol after everyone else had broken in. I think you know. I think you know. We saw the videos. Like 10, 15 people broke the door, broke the windows, and then. Okay. And then, but, but a lot of those doors were being opened by the, the capital police, also. You know? Okay. <laughs> so
3: okay. Was,
0: the shaman, I don't believe the sh- I don't believe the shaman was one of the people who broke in. I think he walked no. after everyone else was walking in, along with the crowds that were walking in.
3: Okay. I was just the most recent piece I saw that I watched on uh, Tucker. He was saying it wasn't, uh, I'm just parroting what I heard Tucker, what I recall Tucker saying. So we'll move on from that. But also there's the, the woman who was uh, shot, uh, by the security, the, 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 the DC cop. She was also military um uh remember there was, was allegedly a woman shot and uh in the chest i think and went down he shot her through the one of the windows and i'm sorry with the glass and one of the doors and then we have to wonder at that point with everything else being not real i i don't know did that even really happen Or was that stage too? because you know they can act anything out you know what I mean, Mike. I don't want to sound crazy, but it's not because movies look appear real. Well, you know I what I mean.
0: But the woman that was shot is that right. the investigation as to why she was killed. There's no investigation. She had. She was not armed. That's a. That's a. Right. She was not anywhere near. The, I saw. We did see the video of him shooting her, right? It, it was very—it it, was—it was like a quick thing. It wasn't very clear.
3: Yeah, there's that's it. There's not multiple angles, and there's no follow up of her being down Are they applying pressure. Where's all the cell phone footage? Yeah, I, I, think, I, mean, I think
0: what happened was they were trying to get into that area, right? Which mm-hmm. led—I think—which would have led to the areas where the the uh, senators might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, they were all on the lock and key. But I think, and I think she was like going through. She was like going through a window. I, I, from what I remember, she was like going through a not arm, but she was like uh, she was like trying to get in through the window. And the and mm-hmm. the cop, capital the cop pointed the gun at her and shot at her as she was trying to come through the window. So he killed her, basically for what she was doing was breaking and entering. She was trespassing, right? Mm-hmm. She was definitely trespassing. But but who I, I don't remember the ordinance for trespassing being execution.
3: Right, there's no equal force uh, no, there. No, she had no yeah.
0: gun. She had no weapon. had nothing. Right. just a skinny woman. You know, and, and right. Other people coming, uh, coming through, and he picked her to kill. So it's <laughs> like you wonder what. But there was no investigation. That's the point. There's no even investigation over that. In normal circumstance, there would have been investigations over something like that. If a cop killed someone for trespassing.
3: Okay, put a pin in that thought now. Now consider this one more thing: the smith Smithmont Modernization Act. Which lifted the ban on domestic propaganda signed by Obama 2012 and baked into the National Defense Authorization Act in 2013, allowing the State Department to pay mainstream media to propagandize us if it suited their narrative. Uh, that's pretty thumbnail version. The Smith-Munt Act was, uh, 1948, I think it was, and it was modified in 2012. Okay. Is it possible that that's even not real incident, that that was a production, that she's not there, she's in a witness protection program somewhere? Anything's possible at this point. The guy wasn't struck in the head with the, uh, the oh, oh, extinguisher. Oh, oh yeah. that
0: narrative was absolutely wrong. Yes, that narrative was absolutely The only difference is I did see the video Yeah. of, of him shooting the gun. You heard the gun go off. You saw her fall down. It's You're right. About to scream. And there were there were witnesses. There were people who spoke right after that who were around her and said they saw her, you know, bleeding and bleeding out.
3: Okay, so that appears yeah. legitimate. Then. The, That's the, not a...
0: the, the odd thing with the with the Sicknick thing was there wasn't one video camera anywhere. Right. A million. We saw there were a million different angles in the Capitol. Mm-hmm. A million video mm-hmm. cameras in the Capitol. There was mm-hmm. not one video camera that caught that. Well, there's the reason why it didn't happen. Didn't happen <laughs> yeah, right. It didn't happen. Right.
3: Yeah, happened. but you you see what happens here is now, because there's so much deception, then one even get begins to question something like no, of course, once of you course, lie, the boy the yeah.
0: cry wolf. Once you lie, right? Once you lie, you can't be believed about anything. That's true. That's true. And that wasn't a small lie. It wasn't like they said <laughs> um, we think this might have happened, and then a day later they said no, no, no. They said this is how this guy died. And they kept right. up saying it over and over, right. the story and adding to the story and adding to the story, and then mm. they never actually retracted anything.
3: It's madness. A
0: side note: Oh yeah, he didn't die this way. He had a heart attack two days later. <laughs> it's like what? I know. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, you yeah. know why? Because they know once they tell the lie, millions of people hear it, and that's all they remember. Bill, a lie? That's, that's true. A lie. All they remember is a lie. So all you have to do is lie, and they'll remember that. That's it.
3: Say it again, Joseph gerbell yeah. yeah,
0: let me go to Gator. But then, Bill, yes, that's a lot. I appreciate the call.
3: Yeah. thank you, Mike. All right, thank you, Mike.
0: Okay. So, uh, Gator, um, you like the you like the Bill show? You want me to you want me to shut up for a while? Is that it, Gator? You there? Uh,
4: but Bill Bill knows plenty to 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 fill the fill the time. He did he did well. He did. Um, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's 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 pretty well read on a lot of, you know, the yeah, the kind yeah. of um, the science stuff on uh, on COVID. I mean, I'm just thinking about kind of, um, you know, he was asking the question of like, you know, what do we do? What 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 can be done? And I do sort of think I'm imagining at the moment that the biggest contenders in, in a 2024 run are going to end up coming down to sort of, you know, Trump, RFK um DeSantis will probably go into this one now I reckon and that might make Trump run independently so that he doesn't you know have that problem where the 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 Republicans have to basically pick one and split the vote and all that kind of stuff maybe he'll just have the ego to go fuck it I'll just go independent and I'm kind of wondering about how Robert RFK Jr. can basically defeat the issue of being managed out by the DNC because I because because somebody was complaining to me today that RFK has always endorsed Hillary Clinton and all the, all the standard DNC draft number one draft picks right who are all obviously corrupt as fuck right so he has to some people to these people who were complaining about his endorsements of them that that affects their willingness to vote for him right and i'm kind of saying well he's imperfect all people are imperfect you can't really hang on one or, you know as endorsements you really need to look at what he does as a person in life and then some long distant after that what he says and as long as he does the things that are of interest to you and rfk does do the things that are of interest to me and his legacy is you know a certain thing and um all he's been completely right on the covid thing he he would be as far as i can tell the only candidate that citizens should sensibly entertain from the democratic side but because of all of that he is absolutely the last guy that the democrats want anywhere near the white house because he will literally destroy everything that they that the, the all of the grifters on both sides of the aisle stand for because he knows that the cia killed his dad. He, he's completely forgiven Sahan Sahan and actually petitions for his release. He in detail can lay out in five minutes all of the you know high level inconsistencies. He's looked over all of the stuff that he can get his hands on. And ironically, he and one of his other siblings both are in that camp and his other five siblings still believe in the, the major narrative. Right. Which which is even more unusual to hear that, because I'd have thought that if if you can convince RFK, you should surely be able to have convinced every other member of his family, but it's not like that. So what I'm thinking about is like, well, how how good would his chances be of actually getting in if he took the Democratic ticket? Because he, surely he's going to get sidelined like Bernie was. Also, well, one, one of the other things for me is that people have to manage their expectations. No presidential candidate, whoever it is, is going to save the day because they'll end up in a situation like Trump where if they're not the if they're not the deep state's pick, none of the state organs are really going to be working for the president. So they will resist in the same way that they resisted Trump. If that's RFK, who's trying to sort of effectively block big pharma, reverse war-based NDAAs, um unpick the CIA, and all this, he's 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 not going to be able to do that much in four years. And in eight, maybe you'll be able to do something, but he won't he won't fix everything and expectations about that one person's position have to be realistic. But who comes after him? You know, somebody else who could reverse all of this work. So, you know, I'm I i, I I'm not getting too overly excited about it. Um, and for me, I just sort of think that um, the Twitter files, well, both any candidates now like Trump and RFK, they, on the campaign trail, they have to do something that's a bit Trumpian. They have to both take all of the public information that's now been proven true, that people often discounted as um, uh, conspiracy theories, and absolutely hammer those things into the minds of every single person who ever sees um, their campaign primaries because what the mainstream media did with Trump was they never really showed his actual primary speeches, but they did devote a lot of time to slagging him off uh, off via punditry and commentary. So he got loads of um, airtime on that basis, but they never really showed what he was really saying. And if you looked at what Trump was really saying, there was a huge amount of truthy everyman economic realities, That is why he struck home with a lot of the um, fundamental base, right, or or, or, or common man. But that was obfuscated a lot in the mainstream press. Now, this time round, they're going to give Trump minimum time, minimum airtime. And and with RFK, they would do the same thing because they will slag off RFK as being an anti-vaxxer, a conspiracy theorist, having a shit voice that's just a handicap to being a president, which would obviously be a completely ableist thing to say. And also that, um, you know, there'll be something else about um, his unsuitability based upon something made up like lack of open political positions or something to do with his past, right? They'll they'll completely sort of marginalise him and character smear him and everything like this. But both of those two guys in their campaigns have a chance to sort of, circumvent the mainstream the mainstream system if they're clever about how they use publicity platforms that are independent of the media because they have they both now have the right to say everything new was wrong hey gator gator back now. yay
0: gator do you have any is there someone I don't, I don't mean to say this in a sarcastic way no no is, is there anyone you like is there anyone who you'd like to see run for president
4: I think RFK is the only is of all the people I want to see tested in office. It's him. I, 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 if I was an American voter, no matter what ticket he ran on, I would vote for him.
0: So you would, so he is your guy.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's He's the only one that has done a track record of doing things that directly feed actual citizens' interests. He's the only one who's ever put his money where his mouth is and pulled off a 2.5 billion dollar law case against Big Pharma he's been right on everything CBDCs, all of this and, and and that's what I want to see tested it's like if you put RFK in and he and he backs off his agenda lines and you know that the system can never be saved because it will overcome somebody like him but if he goes in and he takes it to the the wire, just goes all the way doesn't stop working as hard as he can and then he even probably get assassinated you know that you know that a everything you think is is bad is it, you're on the money b that you you know that it's possible to get a guy like that in you know and there it's just a classic it's the classic kennedy hope syndrome isn't it Yeah. why i think that if he got in he would actually be assassinated because the deep state would be telling you just like with rfk and, and jfk No guys, voters don't run this system. We fucking run this system and your hope or the ability for us to take your hope, allow it to percolate to a certain level and then destroy it in front of your face is the true hallmark of true power. But you have to put those candidates in all the time in order to beat down the system. So I would back him on that basis. Yeah. Yes.
0: I mean, he has backed establishment characters and uh, establishment candidates in the past. There's no doubt about that. He has, you know, Um but I do think that right now he's probably perfectly suited to run. But look, you think the Democrats, you think the Democrats squashed Bernie? They would really want to squash him for running of against, an incumbent. you know, for, for running against an incumbent. They would they would not accept that. They would never accept it.
4: So, so is it feasible for Kennedy to run on an independent ticket and actually win?
0: I don't know. We've talked about this in the past. The independent running—it's—it's it's tough for independent to win the electoral college, Gator. It's, it's almost impossible. People is just so—they're so trained to vote for a Republican or a Democrat, you know. That an independent, even even in what was it? One year? Who was it? Was it Perot? Yeah, Perot. Right. He got like where did Perot get? The 20, 19% of the vote, okay? Unheard of. Unheard of. Not one electoral vote. Not one state did he come close to winning. So that's the problem.
4: But what, what is it? What is it? Because to me, it's a con to believe that the popular vote affects anything. Because really, if it's divorced from and doesn't influence directly the, the Electoral College vote, and people's popular vote doesn't mean anything. So what is it that actually f- swings or affects popular vote voters? The popular vote doesn't mean anything. It, absolutely yeah. the national popular vote doesn't
0: mean anything. You have to win states, you have to win states. So, so the fact of yeah. the matter, all, all, all independent, uh, candidates have done in the past is take a vote away. Usually yeah. from a, a Republican more or a Democrat more, just like that's why Bill Clinton in 92 with the Perot. Uh, election there um, won, uh, beat George Bush, George W, uh, George H W Bush. He won the election by with like forty one percent, forty two percent, of the vote overall, because that's all he needed. That's all he needed to win the electoral college was forty two percent of the national vote, and he ended up winning the electoral college. You know, so it's I don't know. To, to me, it's um, it's impossible. I wish it weren't impossible. But it is impossible, you know. But let's put it this way: let's put yeah. it this way. It's it's it, it, it's it's very possible that RFK Jr. could win the Democratic primary, well, even with the Democratic Party being. Remember, he's still a Kennedy. A lot of connections. A shitload of money. Uh, people, you know, he people are tired of Joe Biden. They don't want him. Democrats in polls. Don't want him to run again. Um, he's he's eighty, gonna be at eighty-two years old if he takes office again. There's a lot. He, Kamala Harris is his VP. There's a chance she would become president. There's a lot going against Joe Biden, mm. so RFK could have a a
4: decent shot to win. I mean, the thing is, as well, what you what the, what the lesson the lessons that need to be taken away from Trump's uh, election is the way in which he actually pulled no communication punches whatsoever. I mean, ignore the fact that once he got in, he didn't live up to his big talk about Hillary Clinton and um, WikiLeaks and all this other stuff where he was like bigging himself up, sounding like he was going to do the right thing. He was obviously saying that for effect. But the fact that he was able to go lying Ted Cruz, he had no shame, lying Ted Cruz because of this, or you see all these people, I'm a businessman and I've paid off all of these people in the past. They're all corrupt. And now they owe me favors. That's the system you live in, right? That kind of excessively direct admission of what power is really played to a lot of people watching Trump, right? Now, if Kennedy, okay, Kennedy is not going to be that crass, right? But what can Kennedy say? Well, Kennedy can say, you've been openly lied to and gaslighted about COVID, the economy, the Ukraine war, and Donald Trump himself has been, you've been gaslighted about Donald Trump, By all of these people in front of you, which means that they are all flat out liars and you would be stupid. It would be remiss of you to vote in now knowing liars. And the only two people here in this room who basically aren't liars are me and roughly Donald Trump. So really, it's got to come down to us two. Otherwise, you're just picking other liars and you know that. If you go down that kind of psychological angle of this bizarre truthiness between Trump and Kennedy, you could basically take out the rest of the pack because you know that they have all colluded en masse on all of these big things. And anyone who's on video repeating Russiagate allegations or any of the false Donald Trump stuff, just take them out by saying, look, he's lied. And they said, oh, I, I wasn't lying. I was incorrectly briefed. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Most of us knew that that was lies because there was no evidence. So you're not even competent in detecting what a lie is when you get past it by state agents so you're not even fit for office that's the kind of game that they could be playing um so i think it will be quite an inflammatory particularly donald trump he will be ridiculously inflammatory once he gets going into in the in the in the campaign trail no no it's, it's very very possible
0: <laughs> you know we'll see what happens once again it, it'll be more much more interesting once once ron DeSantis gets in and if rfk jr gets in. but rfk jr is still a long shot getting in right because yeah, biden yeah. and the incumbent he knows how hard it is to beat an incumbent but he may try it because of biden's uh age and because of the polls where democrats show they don't want him to run and they want someone else to run so he may challenge but it'll be challenging biden in the entire you know what i don't know there may even be some democrats who are behind rfk there may be some democrats who put their money on rfk uh, especially after you know Democrats themselves may have been the ones who uh, who released that those documents in Biden's, you know, uh, garage, you know, hoping to hurt him. So who, who knows? We don't know. It, but we'll mm. see. What, it's, it's, it's fun speculation anyway.
4: Okay, Mike, here's a question for you about DeSantis, though, right? Let's just assume he runs, right? Hmm? You're obviously, you know, big into him. Yeah. But, the thing, but the thing is, how do you square away <laughs> the idea that DeSantis seems to have generally done the right thing in COVID, right? Although I would argue that you shouldn't overcredit him with being, you know, right in the VAX. He he played a political game on the VAX where he said, "Well, I'm not going to force it on people, but I'm not going right. to denounce it, right?" Okay, and that has to be taken into account. But De- DeSantis is the neocon draft pick. His entire legacy of military involvement and what he was doing in his military career makes him the neocon war pick.
0: I don't know I, I I don't know i I, I don't know I, with the war thing it's so it's not I, I don't I don't know RFK jr's take on on, on uh, I've heard him on, on environmental stuff on a lot of domestic stuff I've never heard him talk much on international stuff on 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 uh, on his idea of you know uh, you know American imperialism and uh, and and the war machine I don't know but what I do know Is that I recently heard Ron DeSantis talk out about Ukraine and how we're putting too much money there and we have problems here we need to deal with. Now, that's much more of a, what you might consider a uh, America First Trumpian kind of a thing, right? Mm. So I think he understands that now. I think he sees that, oddly enough, the Republican, a lot of the Republicans, uh, that appeals to them now, the populist message appeals to them. Of America first, and not getting involved in uh, in the uh, in the in the problems of other countries, so that he might he might be adjusting on that, he might be seeing the way the wind is blowing on that and adjusting on that, you know. Um, but he certainly wasn't talking like Biden, saying we need to send as much money as we can to them and stay in this forever. He wasn't talking that way. So, you know, I, I think that I think that because Biden and the Democrats have gotten so far so so entrenched with Ukraine, I think that has given people like DeSantis and some Republicans an opening to oppose that kind of a thing, right, and start to take the America first, more populist point of view, uh, anti-interventionist point of view. So I don't know. We'll have to see. What, what, this will all come out in the wash. It'll all. Or they say in Chicago, it'll all come out in the wash. We'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Let, let, let me go to Daniel Gator. Thanks for the yeah, call. Take I you it. Thank you, as always uh daniel what's going on daniel you might have to something's going on you know i think it is daniel i think it's the weather i think my wi-fi might be kicking out oh is it
5: oh that's 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 quite possible i um during one of the san francisco storms i had my wi-fi go out for about an hour
0: yeah i think i think the wi-fi might be a little hinky and it's going in and out which cuts my which cuts me off from time to time but um so if that happens you just keep talking about something scientific i'll come back on eventually Go ahead, (laughs) Gator.
5: Gator had the bill had the floor first, then Gator. They both did an animal, animal. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'll make this short. Um, Here's one possible um, scenario to entertain, and that is um, RFK um, has his finger in the wind. He's feeling out what the what the uh, political situation landscape is like, and he determines that he can peel away. Um, a considerable number of uh, Democratic votes in the balance, and he is pissed off enough, as he surely is, about what the Democrats did with respect to COVID, all the damage it did to our country and world. And he throws his hat in the ring j- as an independent, just to peel away those votes and give the 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 um, the uh, um, presidency to the Republicans. What <laughs> does everyone think about this potential for? Uh, RFK p- peeling away uh, a significant slates of uh, Democratic votes. Do you think you could do that? That is, in the balance to uh, peel away more Democrats than Republicans and tip the election uh, to the Republicans. It, um, if I was, if I was RFK, um, I would be, um, I would be pissed off enough to do that. Um, as myself, <laughs> if, I was, if I was a potential candidate, I am certainly pissed off
0: enough to do that.
5: Um, is that mic coming back? Here's, I hear some, some chatter. Uh, Daniel,
0: I think I think the why I think the weather here is killing the Wi-Fi. I think we'll, so. You say what you want to say. I think we got to end the show a little early because I think the Wi-Fi here is fucked up today. Yeah. What, I, what, I'm, what I'm gonna have to clear with uh, with a uh, call-in is why when I turn the Wi-Fi off. And go to 5G. Do I not come back on? Because you would think with 5G I'd come back on, right? I should.
5: Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I've had phone have had phone problems myself as as you're aware of over the last month, but um they're different types. Anyway, that was as much as I wanted to say. I was gonna make it a short call and then you uh we lost you again. But um I'd be interested in hearing what others think about the potential for RFK to peel away more um Democratic votes from Republicans.
0: We'll see. That's, a, that's another interesting angle for sure.
5: Yeah. Have a good
0: night. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Before I go out totally, uh, what we'll do tomorrow is if, it, if this continues tomorrow, I'll get in touch with uh, tech support, tech support. But I think I think it's, the, um, I think it's my Wi-Fi. And I think once, once the Wi-Fi kicks out, I think when I put on 5G, it doesn't work. I have to shut the thing off and bring it back on. It's a pain in the ass. But the weather here is real. As I started the show with, the weather here is really bad really bad wind rain awful stuff tomorrow we'll do more of the fauci files i do want to go through matt taibbi's stuff go through a few more of the things he talked about and also an article written in the uh sh- in the tablet tablet com called treason of the science journals how anthony fauci manufactured consensus on the origins of covid19 with the help of science writers and the media we'll talk about that tomorrow and everything else um and also have my friday uh Friday film review um, and uh, everything else and everything else that's on our minds. And there'll be more on our minds tomorrow for sure. No doubt about it. I want to thank domestic for calling. I want to thank Gator for calling and holding uh, court bill for, for calling and holding court. Daniel for calling and holding court really helped me. Um, And, uh, and we'll look, look, this DeSantis, the presidential race is just beginning. We have a long way to go. These things are starting earlier and earlier. So there's a long way to go. But DeSantis getting in and RFK Jr. getting in would make it really, it would make some tough decisions for a lot of people. And it make it much more, um, you know, they, they do often boo. They, do, they boo Trump at his rallies when he talks about the vaccine. He really should shut up on the damn vaccine. There's no doubt about that. When, the, when Trump mentions the vaccine in his rallies, they boo him. So that's something to keep in mind there. It is a liability for Trump. Meathead, you're right. Kill. meathead what are, you, what are you rob reiner now um that is definitely a liability for uh for, yeah exactly a liability for trump um is there anything else i wanted to get in quickly before signing off no i think i think that's about it i think we'll save other stuff for tomorrow for our big friday show our big end of the week show the name of this uh show is in let's be heard and it airs uh weeknights 11 p.m pacific 2 a.m eastern 7 a.m if you're like gator and you're across the pond in the u.k and so I'll see you right back here again uh, tomorrow night for a big TGIF show. Uh, and until then, this is Mike chopley reminding you, your influence counts. Use it!